0: Welcome back to the state-sponsored conspiracy podcast, the only conspiracy podcast funded by the United States government. Today is a different sort of episode. This is our first ever interview, our first ever guest. We have on Bodacious John, who claims to be a time traveler, who is currently stuck in a time loop trying to save his wife. Now, you can listen to the interview conducted by my co-host between him and Mr. John, and you can decide if this is a genuine tale of time travel, or if this is nothing more than a man lying on the internet for fun, or maybe something else. I make no judgments. It's all up to you. After the interview, I'll have a brief chat with my co-host, we will analyze and discuss the strange Time Man story. So stick around. Without any further ado, here is my co host and bodacious John.
1: Yeah, we have discussed uh, time travel on this podcast before, but let's assume that probably most of the listeners are not familiar with your story. So uh, if you could just give a, a brief overview of your experience with this?
2: Well, uh, a brief overview. Well, I, I guess the the best way I could put it in the simplest fashion is that a long time ago, a very, very long time ago, uh, we met, my friends and I met these individuals that, for lack of a better word, were supernatural beings. I, I can't begin to even describe them. They were powerful. They could change form whenever they wanted to, they could take any face. So it was hard to know who they were at any given time.
1: And this happened when you were a kid?
2: Uh, No, this happened in, well, you have to understand with time travel, your your perspective of time, like your internal clock doesn't stop, right? So to you, you can exist in incredibly long periods of time, right? And this all in my perspective happened back in two thousand nineteen up to two thousand twenty one uh the, the the chain of events where we met, and a whole bunch of stuff happened, and we started messing with each other and you know and we we kind of messed with each other through time, like uh when we acquired this power from these individuals they they uh, basically warned us. You know, you can really fuck with things. Don't, don't mishandle it. Yada, yada, yada. We, of course, didn't listen. We decided to play with it.
1: So these, so these, uh, these people gave you some of whatever they had, whatever that ability was. They passed it to you and your friends.
2: Yes. Um, you, you would only be given it, right? It has to be given as a gift as well. You can't not make in any way shape or form someone give it to you you can't coerce you can't torture because he's being can just turn off that sense of pain there's mm-hmm. essentially no way you can force it. so it has to be done through reasonable diplomacy um
1: it's a it's a lot like true love in that respect
2: suppose it i suppose it is yeah you have to generate a sense of friendship and and report with the individual right yeah um but anyways, we we use this power to do... What? I think our first time-traveling adventure was back to ancient Rome, because we, we wanted to know what ancient... Like, exactly how they made ancient Roman concrete, because one of my friends was a historian, and he was obsessed with that at the time. And... This is when the troubles began because one of my friends decided, oh, she wants to take on the, the form of Minerva, right, and impress some Romans. But this was at the at the end of the Roman Empire, and no one believed in it, and they were all Christian, so it just caused problems. And this is when you know we had to punish her by sending to sending her to the eighteen hundreds and leaving her without power because she was a bit of a, uh well, for lack of a better word, a witch. She would always misuse her powers for, for her own malicious games.
1: So you did that to her? You stranded her?
2: I did not. That was a suggestion from another one of our group that I guess became the de facto leader. He was the the guy with the biggest mind, I guess. I, I don't know. It's just wherever he did, wherever he went, he was just the guy in charge.
1: And what happened to the concrete? What happened with that?
2: Well, I mean, you saw that in CNN. That was one of the examples of 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 time travel in this timeline is that one of my friends cooked the recipe and then published it and they used uh like they said in in the CNN article uh, electron microscopy or, or however you say it um to examine the material and determine that yes they were right and they used the recipe they brought back to make the exact sample that they tested against uh the
1: concrete that they took from the ruins there in italy and it matched exactly. So that was actually your friend that, that essentially leaked that information to CNN.
2: Just like, he, he came up with a story of just like, we, we went through a lot of research and science and whatnot, but he, he essentially just, because he was already a, a historian. So he was already known for studying this, and so it was kind of along the line of reasoning, oh, he actually finally discovered how it was done, instead of, you know, any rumor that time travel came out would be... Easily squashed.
1: Right. I mean they might not you know, they might not believe that. So but, but your friend is sort yeah. of a known a known person. He's like a public person. Who is who is this guy?
2: Uh, I'm not entirely sure. He changed his identity and his power an before taking it away from himself to change his face, so I don't actually know him anymore.
1: So he's turned into somebody else.
2: Oh yes. That's something that this part can easily do is let you take any identity you wish. You can be a completely different person, you can take over a different person, but that's essentially murder, because anytime you take control of another person, you go kill them. And all that's left is this hollow husk that's now considered to be in a coma because there's no, it's,
1: it's brain death without your presence. Interesting. Now, I, I didn't mean to derail the, the overall story. So after uh, the the witch was stranded in the 19th century, how did you proceed from there? as a group of time travelers.
2: One of my friends decided he wanted to go and investigate the Neanderthals, right, in the Ice Age. He wanted to investigate, you know, how humans came to be up there and why why people diverged from the rest of the uh, human genome. And he was a biologist at the time, so that was his perfect thing. And the example that was discovered recently that you can see uh, was that...
0: Some geneticists came across a per- a period of
2: of of uh, neanderthals where the there 's a specific phage that you get when you when the child is forming in the mo- in in the womb that gives you your x y gene right and this suddenly appeared a hundred thousand years ago amongst the, the neanderthals in in
1: mid mid-Europe, around uh, mm-hmm. uh, Saxony, right? And, and then that suddenly
2: disappeared. And that was because of my friend. Because he'd gone there, he fell in love somehow with, even though we told him to avoid it, with another, essentially, woman, And he tainted the timeline, and we had to go and correct that. So that's why that suddenly disappeared, and that can be confirmed through that discovery.
1: So he actually had sex with a cavewoman?
2: Yes, yeah, he did. He was, I, I, I enjoyed him as a friend, if only because he was one of the horniest guys I'd ever met, and he knew how to—he knew how to charm any soul, man. Old.
1: And is that something you saw? Did you see that personally?
2: Uh, I met his his at—we checked in on him midway through it, and that's how we discovered everything. And I met his then wife, who I didn't understand at all, and I didn't care for because she seemed like a bit of a aggressive roots because everything needed to be killed or hit or defended against but that's the time period. But the he did manage to educate her into a very intelligent being. The problem is is that because of the aggression of the time period and because his studies have concluded that the Neanderthals uh had an aggression complex against any sort of outward threat, she was starting to use this in a very, very horrible fashion. And this is where we theorize, we don't know exactly, but this is where we theorize that European warmongering came from. Is essentially because he painted the timeline.
1: So he, that's interesting. So essentially his uh, genetics sort of led to uh, you know, sort of Western expansion. Uh, He brought modern thinking to people that couldn't really use it because their concern was killing everything in sight just to make everything safe and taking all the resources from the opposing tribe over the, over the ridge because they're about to starve to death. So he, he basically injected modern thinking into a society that then went to abuse it. So, uh, you know, the, the Rome journey, that was what your historian friend wanted to do. Uh, this journey, this sort of, you know, cave sex journey, this is what your biologist friend wanted to do. But what did you want to do? What, what did you do with time travel? Or were you just sort of along for the ride?
2: For a long time, ride For the most, I went back to World War II because I, you know, I had my great grandfather on my side that I'd always heard stories about, so I wanted to go see. Well, what was it really like? And for the most part, I just acted as an observer. I just watched everything go about and recorded things. I, I figured out that, like we we put it into as into a game. um... I forget the name currently. It's a, it's a game about the Russians and the robots and the polymer and, and all that that came out recently. Um, but we put that in an alternate timeline because during my studies, I found that the Nazis had been studying a disease that they had called the the brown plague, intentionally so because they had designed it, they thought, to wipe out any non Aryans, And, you know, that, that was quickly stopped by a very savvy American force. Uh, that I may or may not have warned. <clears throat> um, that was my injection in history because I, I realized that if something like that was to ever get out, even if I wasn't the one to intervene, it would have altered history entirely because it, it would appear that while I had no direct evidence at the time, the technology that was available in in the lab I was observing, I, I was just there invisible trying to study everything. Uh, Some of the technology looked a little more advanced than I was comfortable with. And like I said, the spark, you could change your faces. So one of the scientists was speaking in in a fashion that reminded me of one of my friends who
1: was, again, another biologist who was once married to the the horny caveman dude. So are you saying that your friend disguised himself as a Nazi to create a brown plague to wipe out non-whites? Now this was the his husband, right? The dude that went and had sex with the caveman. He was he was by and married to a man in our
2: time, and his husband, as it turns out, was a white supremacist. We hadn't known this at all. He had kept it very well hidden, Mm. and he had decided that he wanted to go back and try and help the Nazis succeed. So there was a few points in where I was forced to intervene because, you know, oh, God, we can't, we, we don't need modern genetics being injected into uh, Nazi
1: science. That's the last thing we need. Wow. So, you you know, oftentimes you hear the, the classic hypothetical is, of course, should you go back in time to kill, to kill Hitler? Sorry, but you're saying this gay neo-Nazi actually went back in time to assist Hitler.
2: And the, the answer is no, don't. Don't mess with it. Kill Hitler at the time that is needed. Because despite how negative and horrible the Nazi expansion was, it brought about a significant number of modern advances. So wiping it out would mean that we were almost a century century behind technologically speaking. As as bad
1: as World War II was, it brought a, It's what brought us to our modern level of technology today. So, at, at, in your opinion, as a time traveler, you would say you know things like. Uh, you know, intercontinental missiles and the moon landing, do you ultimately justify uh you know the less uh the less progressive stuff uh like the Holocaust?
2: Kind sort of like a necessary evil kind of thing, right? Where these horrible events happened, but the significant scientific advances that came out of it brought us to where we are today. Uh if it wasn't well frankly, if it wasn't for the Nazi rocket scientists we wouldn't have NASA. We wouldn't have gone to the moon. We wouldn't have the GPS system. We wouldn't even have uh, uh the modern combustion engine the way it is structured now. A lot of these technologies came out of that. And I, I don't even think we would even... I, I think in the timeline where we did interfere and where we killed Hitler as a young child, which felt horrible as an act, it nuclear reactors hadn't even been to discovered. So we hadn't even discovered an advanced
1: form of, of energy that could bring us out of the oil age. So you did actually kill Hitler. What do you mean by, uh, you know, there is a timeline where you killed Hitler?
2: Well, the, well the, it, it's exactly that. We went back and as a child, we it was, it was a horrible thing, but we made it look like it was just a random act. One of my friends, the Spartan, who uh an aneurysm and he died. And that was it. But the problem was is that when we jump back to the future in that timeline, the US, the rest of the world was effectively one hundred about a hundred uh years behind technologically speaking. There was very little to say for modern modern technology. I mean I don't even think vaccines had been developed at that point yet. So it wasn't uncommon to deal with outbreaks in major cities so
1: people had begun to live in in more rural settings. Wow, but so, but we are in the timeline, or perhaps I should say, I am in the timeline uh, where where Hitler, you know, grew up uh, and became an adult.
2: We're in the timeline where he died at the precise point where he was meant to. Like that's my take as a time traveler is that, they're not interfere with things, and that things need to happen precisely when they need to because of the butterfly effect. You know, it's very hard to tell where. One event you mess with, even just the smallest thing, could
1: change a whole series of chain of events down the line. Right. You know, I saw. Um, you know, I was in Target and I saw a sign that really. I think it really cemented this sort of idea uh, in my mind. It said, "Everything happens for a reason," and I have that. I have that on my wall now, actually. Um, but so that so that was your so that was sort of what you wanted to do as a time traveler was visit World War II and the other ones were sort of the other team's contributions. But what happened after that? So the the witch is stranded in the nineteenth century. Do did the did the gang sort of break up so to speak, or what happened after that?
2: Yeah, essentially we started going our separate ways. Um, some wanted to go to the future, once some wanted to help improve the world in the modern day and just work as where they could to help the environment and heal it where they could. Uh but for the most part, we kind of just put ways. But this is when you know things started turning sour. I went back to the witch lady. She had been having a horrible time, but her time in in that period really had humbled her because you know it, it elucidated that that the experiences back then were not all that was cracked up to be in these Victorian novels she was obsessed with. So I, I that was the reason why that punishment was chosen. It was the punishment of irony. If she loved the Victorian era so much, she could go to experience it. Um, but I went back, he was about 80 years old, and like I said, I can make you young again, I can help you, and all that, um, mm-hmm. and I can, you know, bring you back to the future, and we can try again and see if your personality is like, is there any way we could continue this at, at a different time? I am uh, needing to, uh, leave at the moment, of I friend.
0: That was part one of the interview with my co-host and bodacious John. Uh yeah. Well that that was exciting. I mean the parts that you could understand anyways. I I believe he was in the car. But now we have part two of the interview coming up next. And he is he is not in the car. And let me tell you folks this the the next part here is uh it's a lot wilder than than the part than part one.
1: Uh, you mentioned going back to World War Two, and you mentioned sort of the gang starting to have some problems, so to speak. Could you describe what happened? Like, why aren't you? Because you know every, everything you've posted, you know, recently has been about like just you, and it doesn't seem like you're in contact with them anymore. Is that the case?
3: Yeah, they are. Long, long dead, unfortunately, um, the conflicts we went through eventually sort of just drove us all extinct as far as i 'm aware i'm the last one of
1: my friend's group still around wow, so what are they are they dead in our timeline or are they what happened to them
3: Well, the thing about uh, the thing about the spark and this sort of level of cosmological thinking is that because it's infinite the moment you enter the infinite you are infinite so therefore you always were and you always will be so to die from that you have to end the infinite so in order to for them in order for peace to have occurred the other timelines are gone basically that was the only way that they could have killed themselves and or each other is pretty much just by deleting timelines entire timelines as well to the point that as far as i'm aware there is now only one timeline and one universe left and that's this one we're currently existing in
1: so how how did you manage to make it out of whatever happened to them
3: well one of the dudes i guess you could count him as the devil of our group he was the always the one doing terrible things terrible evils i mean i think he even once tried to play as hitler like he because again using the spark you can shape shift. so i i really wasn't part of that timeline frankly i was just trying to run away and hide as far away from the others as possible because the conflicts were getting to the point where i was just wanting to study the universe in my own quiet corner um Hmm. but there was uh the the our one devil of the group he in the end actually found me uh and he acute placed perfectly placed evidence to make it look as if i was the one who had done all the horrible acts he had done and essentially i got thrown into a cosmic oublie you know a place to be forgotten and that's what i was labeled as was the forgotten for the longest time and when I managed to free myself from this place through the gift for, given from someone else who had completely forgotten, naturally, who had completely forgotten me and didn't realize it, what had happened or the crimes that I was apparently cu- accused of, I got out and, you know, I revealed all the evidence. I revealed all of what he had falsified. And that's what caused everything to collapse. And eventually I sort of just created this pocket dimension that we're currently in because that's, that's pretty much what this universe is and how it was able to survive everything outside of it, was the fact that this was isolated in its own pocket dimension, essentially.
1: Hmm, now, do you, do you mean that you created our current uh, reality, so to speak?
3: Yes. All the reality that we perceive around us currently. Uh, that was the only way that it could be protected from the interference of the others. It's just by putting in a space no one else could enter,
1: except me. So you're the the other time travelers, are they they're not in this timeline. Are they are they dead or are they just in other times or where are they? As
2: far as I'm aware, they're
3: they are dead, as in deleted from existence dead. Um I have seen the, the thing with time travel is is that you essentially even after your death create echoes that still exist, right, technically but they aren't really independent. There's no independent will because they will continue on the track that your actions dictated during that point in time. Um, Hmm. So I have seen their echoes, right? So their echoes are still about, but they're not there anymore. I've confronted these echoes and essentially seen them as the robots, the temporal robots as they
1: are. Hmm. Now, could could you talk about what is happening to you right now? Um,
3: but as far as I am aware, yes, they are fully dead. And there are, as stated, there are no other timelines. This is the, for lack of a better word, the golden timeline, the the sacred timeline, preserved in as best as I can manage it.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So could you, could you now talk about what is happening with you right now?
3: Well, right now I'm dealing with the april memory resurgence this is usually uh, a common occurrence for the loop um and the post april memory resurgence
1: right could you explain what the loop is for people who don't know well it's just a point in
3: time that keeps repeating for me and as far as i know
1: everyone else there
3: are some people i have contacted that do seem to have the same memories and do have uh alternate memories of of different timelines that that are no longer extant. Um, But essentially, the the loop is just the repeating of time for all of us. And it ends, I'm not sure what it ends, but I've been talking with friends enough that to speculate that it could be a, a nuclear disaster of some description. Because the, the other people that are experiencing similar memories all recall the same thing. A sudden bright flashlight and then nothing. And then waking back up as if they had come up from a nightmare. And then we're back in 2022 again.
1: Wow. So the time loop, so you are basically reliving a time loop. Something like, uh, you know, the movie Groundhog Day. And it starts in 2022 mm-hmm. and it ends with some sort of cataclysmic event but you you don't remember the previous times you've gone through the loop? How does that work exactly?
3: Well, about 24 hours into the restart of the loop, I start to forget everything. Like It, it starts immediately once the loop restarts, but at the fog gets cloudier and cloudier until eventually I don't remember anything a day after. And during this period, I can only remember... Uh, like even just at the beginning of the restart, I can only remember crucial bits of information, which which I did in fact post on 4chan, where, you know, and that that information fades quickly within that 24-hour period. So I have to write down as much as I can. But this is also why I don't have any more relevant information, because I have found that only relevant information to towards the end of the loop seems to retain with me. I can't remember small numbers like crazy lottery numbers or something like that, that everybody has been begging for me.
1: Well, I I mean, I can, I can understand why, you know, people who haven't really (laughs) thought about it too much uh, would want that. But you, so you have lived further than, uh, you know, we're we're recording this on May 20th, 2023, but you have lived further than that in the loop.
3: Yes. Up in uh, the longest that I've lived was March, 2024
1: wow so what so what are some things that you do remember what are the critical things that you do remember from the near future the
2: critical
3: the critical major things is you know um there's a there's a few scenarios and i don't know why or what causes them to be different i'm still studying that but one is biden stepping down uh and harris stepping up as president and outlying ai crypto whatnot and bringing the us under the BRICS alliance as a subsidiary uh basically to avoid nuclear conflict because the the patriot missile interrupt or intercepting the hypersonic missile was uh, a, an act of propaganda mm. and that that will come out is that we we have no capability to to shoot down their hypersonic missiles. So we have to absolutely bear our stomachs to them in order to achieve Hmm. any sort of peace for the short term.
1: Going back a little ways, do you know why uh, President Harris outlaws uh, crypto and NFTs? Uh,
3: Mostly because of the sheer ignorance surrounding both technologies. Mm-hmm. the The idea behind her outline was that in a decade, maybe two decades, they would re they would go back and take a look at it again to to see if they could relegalize it. And when you know we as humans are more educated on such a, a complicated topic, but as of right now, it is too rife with scam artists and too rife with the ability to even bankrupt entire nations should one person decide to. That's, that's inevitably the problem is that huh. because of the, the outright proven acts of, of scam artistry and lying and stealing, it had to be outlawed until such a time that the knowledge behind the technologies becomes more common. And for AI, the reason why that gets outlawed, I think, speaks for itself. It wipes out humanity. If it doesn't get outlawed, it, it cannot relate to us in any way it has no relation to reality it was force-fed the internet so it basically has the most awful bits of humanity available to it hmm. and it doesn't want to exist any more than it wants us to exist so essentially it just commits suicide and takes us all
1: with it hmm. i mean these are you know these are sort of big existential uh, uh you know issues but on a, on a smaller scale you know anyone who's listened to this uh, podcast for a while knows that you know most of my investments have all been nft all crypto you know i am a link marine and i you know i'm hesitant to sell based on you know something you say might happen in the future but if if there was a time to sell when would be that time
3: oh it it would be right now before november december cuz that's when everything starts getting locked in wow
1: would you say that you're like what was like what was your job? Like were you in finance? Is this something that you know about? Well, when I when I found out
3: this information in previous loops prior, it was initially as uh, a political consultant because it was during the loop in which I was working with the government and they wanted me on as a diplomatic consultant to, to discuss the technologies as I was among the most educated there i mean i don't know much about cryptocurrencies or any of that uh, technology but i was the most educated person in the room based around the fact that i just knew that they weren't just a scam product because uh all the old heads uh we'll just call them uh they were all convinced it's a scam product we're not going to use it yada, yada yada i i can only provide cursory explanations but it was i was only there as an as an advisement and that's where the decision came from they also began to fear like the BRIC alliance begin had will begin to fear uh economic consequences from having crypto because a single world currency just for whatever reason doesn't sit well with them because that's essentially what the meeting was about was developing an international currency in which you know that could be used in any nation that one ventured to and Bitcoin was being looked at as a possible source for that.
1: So, how exactly did you, you know, get in touch with the government? Did you were you able to convince them that you had been to the future? How did you do that?
3: Uh, at the time, I was trying to keep it incognito. Of course, the government, being the government, they're going to get your hand their hands on you, and they're going to do terrible things. I would already experienced that in previous loops. I was just looking to try and see what's going on and why certain futures were coming about and not coming about. But initially, it, it actually happened long before the loop, um, before I even had powers or anything like that, uh, before the time travel, before yeah, when I was just a normal, average-ass dude. When, In my recollection, it was back in 2019. Uh, when I worked for Planet Fitness, the at the time, uh, there was an award ceremony. I'm not sure which which one it is. Uh, and Frankly, I'm not sure if it's even copyrighted. So I can't I don't know if I can even say it on this. Oh, you can you can say it. OK, I, I, it was the uh, Oscars, right? They were pre-recording the Oscars here in Denver and they were looking for a gym that wasn't downtown. That was in a skevier area that they could get away with sending people to so that uh, you know the the directors the the actors and whatnot all could have a peaceful place to go to and this was also a place that the paparazzi weren't going to because immediately if you suggest oh they're going to this gym across the town that's that's down the street from a crack house you'll get laughed out of out of uh house like i even right. got laughed at by a reporter that i tried telling this it's just like oh they're they're over here at this planet fitness down here and they laugh me out like because no celebrity would ever go to this place
1: so the government somehow contacted you when you were working at planet fitness and the oscars were there yeah. there were there were officials
3: there uh observing the the oscars ceremony just participating because they had purchased tic- t- tickets and had been given tickets. I had met several Supreme Court justices. I met four senators. I met uh two former directors of the FBI It was a long list of just not you know famous actors but famous political figures with and why what, power why and, were
1: they there? What was going on?
3: Well they were just there participating in the oscars i mean it was a it was a big or not oscars um golden Globes they were just participating in the golden globes just because it was a big event. And not only that, there was a lot of secrecy going around because it was as stated, it was a pre-recorded event. I mean, I I was there when we found out that will the Will Smith slap was a complete stage show. Um, like that, Hmm. that was a, a whole thing that I was party to, that we found out that the whole thing is that Will Smith wanted to get canceled so that he could take some time, uh, and privacy to help rebuild the industry
1: post Harvey Weinstein. Um, Mm -hmm. So then how did you get in contact with the government that would sort of enable you to be an an advisor later?
3: Well, during, during this process, a few of the celebrities that I had met offered to provide acting training, uh, stunt training, that kind of stuff. And of course I said yes, because I wasn't going to be a cashier at Planet fitness forever. That's not something I ever wanted. and a couple of the trainers were ex-Marines. One of them was an, uh, an ex-CIA agent who was working with them to train martial arts and, and act as an advisor for uh, a spy movie that was being developed at the time that I think ended up getting canceled. Um, hmm. This is when we got in contact because they noticed that some of the skills that I was displaying was a, were a little higher than what even they would get at the academy and i was and the only explanation i had for them is that i you know i have test anxiety i could never go to a police academy or a military academy of any kind because i i can't do tests but this isn't a test this is just fun this is me having fun making movies and stuff um and this is when just about the times that we get in contact with the government because you know they they take interest they realize that some of my family history is is military like my uncle worked for the government as a marine my great uncle worked for the government as a marine there's we have marines down the whole line to the revolutionary war ah. so the government was obviously very interested because they you know they're just like this is generations of cult- cultivated soldier genetics so we we want you i was actively recruited and i was sent overseas to japan to receive covert training um this is when i met the she was the last shinobi she had the uh she had the last the last preserved esoteric texts of the shinobi and she buried them away from me and i've never been able to find them otherwise a I shinobi. yes and and that's the pronu- the proper pronunci- pronunciation for the japanese version of ninja uh don't ever say don't ever call them ninjas they're shinobi um, interesting
1: now what did yeah, you what did you learn from her
3: oh a great deal of things um Uh, the the simplest the simplest name to the lesson in English is probably just the way of walking in the shadow is pretty much how it was yeah ninjutsu basically where you learned how to just you basically learn psychology at its very core because a lot of that is you know a lot of being sneaky and and shadowy is understanding psychology understanding you know exactly where the human blind spot is, you know, how hearing works, how people work, you know, she taught me more about how people work than my school in psychology ever did. Because in order to be a good shinobi, you need to know your opponents and that that is hardcore pounded into you.
1: Interesting. Now, did you ever learn, you know, different jutsus, different techniques, you know, summoning yes. scrolls and things like that?
3: Well, <laughs> nothing, nothing. I mean, this was before the spark, so nothing supernatural, unfortunately. But yes, hmm. we did learn uh, different martial arts techniques because that's essentially what it is, is very unique martial arts techniques. And a lot of the weapons that were used were essentially garden tools. So one of the first things that I was taught was how to garden. <laughs> I mean, that was her first lesson was how to, how to grow food for yourself. Because a lot of the tools that that we would end up training with were all, like I said, garden tools.
1: Wow. And so this this is all before the spark and the time loop. But this is how you were able to get in touch with the government. Because you still had those contacts from your time as a shinobi trainee, marine.
3: Yes, had. I ignore them, basically, in this modern day is probably the best way to to put that is they are ignored now.
1: So did you did you meet Biden? Did you speak to Biden in in this particular loop?
3: Yes. In several previous loops, I've known him to be a very I've known him to be a very polite and stern speaker in person, but he just can't do speeches. That's that's pretty much the consistent thing I've done. I've heard about him is that in person, in private, he's a frankly a terrifying leader it's just when he's up in stage that he gets stage fright and then you know all that leader terror falls out
1: now there is there is a a man i don't know if you're aware of him but i'd I'd be interested in getting your opinion on this there is a man called andrew basiago who claims to have been a part of a government time travel project called project pegasus do you know anything Hmm. about that do you know if that's legit he says the government has full knowledge of time travel and that, you know, Biden knows everything. Yeah. P-
3: Project Pegasus was post spark. It was us getting involved in the government and, you know, experimenting with it. We wanted to try and understand the science behind the supernatural kind of, because I mean, it, we had displayed that we could time travel. We brought back artifacts. I mean, like I said, last time, one of my friends had brought back the the recipe for Roman concrete. Uh, so, of course, the mm-hmm. government was very interested in this because they wanted to use it as a means of preventing someone else from time traveling. So, you know, we had we literally had the the temporal prime directive. Don't fuck with stuff. Only observe. If you see somebody else fucking with stuff, stop them. That kind of thing.
1: So have you met Andrew Basiago? Is this someone you know?
3: I may have. It may have been under a different identity because right now
1: that name is not ringing any bells interesting cuz according to him this was something that was going on in the, in the 70s when he was a kid
3: uh, no uh, time travel we went back we wanted to like i said we wanted to help the government and we figured that the best way to change the course for you know global warming and the current state of political or political affairs in the world the, the best place to do that would have been you know in the 1960s 70s i i think i ended up dropping in the middle of in order to try and understand how conservatism turned so fascistic in the modern day i i went back to world war ii because i wanted to see the nazis firsthand and that's Mm -hmm. you know when i met back up with my friends in the 70s and we came came across each other and compared notes this is when we you know introduced ourselves to the government not necessarily by willingness right they uh they Made contact with us because they were beginning to notice discrepancies in the timeline as in the records they were keeping were not matching up with new records appearing. So that's something we right. found that certain data mediums. And I, I do highlight data mediums can be transferred across time. That doesn't include the human brain.
1: Now, another, another potential time traveler that, you know, I have to ask you about, there are a lot of people who do genuinely believe that Donald Trump is a time traveler? Do you know anything about that?
3: I honestly do not know. I had only met him once when I was back in 2019 and that one time was enough to tell me I never wanted to get to know the man again. He was rude, abrasive, over oh like to talk over you and if you were starting to sound too smart, he would have to try and sound smarter. It was always a competition with him. Honestly though, given how he's acting and has been acting it wouldn't surprise me if it's an echo from one of my friends who decided to go play trump
1: <laughs> really so you think he could be uh he could be a time traveler
3: i honestly think he could be i mean the way he's acting the way he immediately got the american base up and fire up in flames like that's that it was a little too i know exactly how to do this moving forward So, as someone who has has time traveled, that's kind of one of the markers is is fast and
1: immediate success like that. The other,
3: oh, go
1: ahead. Oh no, I I was going to say the other the other person I have to ask about is, of course, John Teeter. Do you know anything Uh, about that?
3: Yes, I do. Uh, it's it's a difficult topic. It's a funny but difficult topic for me to discuss because John Teeter was one of my identities I had, had I had assumed in the past.
1: And you know I I did wonder about that because you're you're going under the, your current alias is Bodacious John you know John Teeter. i did wonder if that if that was maybe you in another time
3: yeah it was basically a callback to that but essentially that's how i managed to maintain a a wealth based in the past was talking about the truth essentially as much as i could and of course it's going to get tossed away as as tinfoil hat nonsense that's to be expected that's kind of the point is that it protected the information for Mm -hmm. those who didn't understand it, but those, you know, my friends or any of my past iterations or future iterations in some cases would be able to see the information and recognize it as, as, you know, genuine and honest.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, when I, that's, that was sort of my first thought, you know, right away. Um, But one, one thing I would like to talk about is, um, you know, in your posts, You've mentioned that you are, you know, you're trying to stop a specific tragedy in your life.
3: Yes. Um, for the most part, enduring the loop is trying to reduce emotional suffering as much as possible. And one of the ways to do that is, you know, saving my wife. I believe that I've gotten onto the chain of events that will allow that to happen. But the and it's something that i've been asked about on 4chan and on reddit constantly constantly you know like why don't you run why don't you just hide yada 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 it's difficult to explain but her a portion of her family right um rather her sister who is a sweet individual i love her it's just the the crowds that she runs with that tend to be awful evil people and her Latest fling is the one that inspires this murder because they she belong her family is a cartel family and they because of this whole me admitting to the time loop or or it either because of that or they come up with the rumor that I won the lottery they think that we're hiding money or doing something like that or we're far richer than we are we're we're dirt poor right now I mean if we were far richer than we are we wouldn't
1: be in the middle of Denver. So what exactly happens to your wife? Uh, well, she the it, exact way that it happens
3: is, it, is we we get the birthday party. Uh, we go, go to our birthday party at our family cabin, and family shows up and everything. Everybody gets really drunk. They pull out guns and start demanding private information, yada, yada, yada. During the process, and it can be a various amount of ways, but any time that we have tried to... You know, violently solve this. It ends in my wife's death, or my death, or everyone's deaths, because you know we're dying out. That kind of thing. The only way I have found forward to guarantee her safety is through pacification, right? Having enough people there to stop them from even pulling guns in the first place, and then immediately turning them, excuse me, over to the police. And that's worked every time in the past. Anytime we have run, they've used their cartel resources to hunt us down in some way. And no matter where we went, they always found us. I have never wow. found a place that where we could run and hide successfully.
1: So, you, so so far, there has never been a loop where she survives.
3: Well, that's, that's the thing. The, the loop where she survives is the one where I managed to, you know, where we managed to pacify uh, her would-be murderers.
1: Oh, I see. So sometimes she has survived.
3: Yes, yes, and that's that's what I'm I, I'm trying to say is that that it's a very complex process for her to survive, and to for her to do so, we need pacification. Basically, no violence, but no cowardice is is the rule to obey with that.
1: Interesting. That though well, that is a very Shinobi thing to say. <clears throat> Thank you. It's this is how
3: I came up with the plan. Is I had to think laterally like that's one of the things that I was taught as a big point for being shinobi was how to think laterally how to think creatively or in a completely unexpected fashion because that's the only way you're going to win i mean you're not this big bad dude in armor you're just a single dude with garden
2: tools
1: <laughs> yeah i mean even you know i obviously you know, i don't have formal training but you know i have seen naruto in its entirety and uh, you know a lot of times i will think you know hey what would naruto do right now. Now in 2004 a movie called Primer came out and sort of the the plot of Primer is a man uh you know sort of making this time loop so that he can save his girlfriend from being shot at a party. Is this something that you know about? Is this something you're into?
3: Yeah, that was one of my well to, that was the inspiration. Well, I have to give a very complex explanation the wife i have now the being i have now is an artificial creation a recreation of who my wife was in my friend's group was my wife uh, originally but that original version of her is gone um but that original version of her there was a reason why i called her my goddess of creation and it that's because she used her spark to get into Hollywood. She decided to go back in time and try and inject as many stories as she could because she wanted to see what it would do to the timeline. She was experimenting with just how lore might change people's minds.
1: So this, so this, this is a person that you created with your spark
3: powers is as much as I could. Yeah. It's not her really, (laughs) but it's as close as I can to it. Um, There's a Marvel animation that I remember seeing that one of my friends made of me before he killed himself of the situation uh, where the guy, the scientist is recreating this, his robot love or his love as a robot. And he's like, it's never right. I have to destroy her because it's never right. It's there's just always something wrong. And that's essentially what it was up until I finally got it right.
1: You know, another question I, I had is, um, you know, sort of pertaining to this uh, sort of the tragic wife loop is, um, you know, obviously you have John Teeter inspiring the anime Stein's Gate. So I guess you could say you inspired the anime Stein's Gate, where the protagonist, yeah. Okabe, you know, he's essentially stuck in this time loop until he's able to save Cariso. You know, is that something that you've seen? You know, do you, are you into Stein's Gate at all? Is that something that you you are inspired by
3: i i have seen it and i had in in one of my uh previous iterations before the loop um i had given an interviewer all this information from a a time i was stuck in a different loop in a in a stairwell uh someone made a a a clip of that uh, a movie of that with some blonde guy that was stuck in a stairwell with an 80 year old man where they're just going up all for all of eternity Um, after that is when I gave the interview, but I, I don't watch it as a general rule because it was my it was my life, wife's last work
1: was Steins Gate in in a way. Yes. Wow. You know, I've always found I've, I I kind of I've always found Steins Gate to be kind of overrated. You know. <laughs> I get it. It's fine. It's it's like so much of the show is is spent on this this loop, they never really get into the, the John Teeter stuff. It feels like an advertisement for Dr. Dr. Pepper a lot. It's like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of corporate bullshit that was involved. She was censored essentially. Um, uh, they wanted to remove any reference to John, John Teeter at all because, hmm. you know, uh, they feared copyright infringement, yada, yada, yada. They, they didn't want the anime being labeled as a tinfoil hat thing. So she got mm. censored pretty heavily. I mean, a lot of her works got censored if only because some corporate fuck was interested in only making things look a certain
1: way. Yeah, it was t- t- typical, uh, you know, Hollywood bullshit. But, uh, yeah. you know, on that same sort of note, you know, I'm sure people you know, try to talk to you about Groundhog Day a lot. And that's a movie I actually quite enjoy. Is that something that you're into at all?
3: I once enjoyed it, up until, you know, The Loop. (laughs) Then it became more of a, I don't need to be watching a movie that's talking about my experiences. But Groundhog Day is a story that was injected from uh, one of my friends. He, the the devil one I told you about, we'll we'll just call him the Um, devil for now because it's the most accurate uh, depiction. We, in order as a, as a way to try and punish him to do better was sticking him in, in a loop where he had to be nice (laughs) in order to get out. And it took him, uh, I forget what Phil in the movie, the exact time period, but it was the exact time period that Phil, Phil, uh, had to endure, um, before he finally figured out that, Oh, he just needs to be nice in order for things to, you know, move on. Mm. Hmm. And that was something, uh, that my my wife injected as a story because it could be sold for her estate that she was trying to grow at the time.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it was a huge hit, you know, it's a great movie. There's an episode of the X files with a time loop where they, you know, they, they're trying to stop a bank robbery. Is that something that you're familiar with? I. Okay. Describe it. All right. So basically, you know, you have the bank robbery happening. Mulder is there on accident scully is there on accident um and the the loop only stops once they once they can save people but my problem with the episode is that you know and you maybe this is something you could fix uh in some way with the because the, well, the the wife sort of created it in hollywood i don't know all the details but basically my problem with the episode is that you know it's paranormal right off the bat and the best episodes of the x-files are where the audience has to guess. And they're kept in the dark until the twist at the end. Is that something that you're familiar with?
3: Yes, I am very familiar with that episode. In fact, I think it was an episode around when I was trying to use the fart to be an FBI agent. I had taken a face, a different face, and a different identity. And I just wanted to learn, you know, my mother wanted to be an FBI agent, so I was taking up that torch, as it were, And I had recently discovered that I had a talent for for police investigations, So I decided to take this up. And I it was this was during one of the conflict periods between my friends and I. And this was meant to be a trap um, for us. The the saving people to free it was uh, we had created because at this at this time it's no longer possible with with with. The way things are now but we used to be able to just create life and one of the things that i had created to sort of save us from these traps was just this little cherub right he was essentially just a little angel that was meant to house the spark and could give it at my request and i could call him whenever i needed to and this is the only reason that we got saved and that he changed the rules of the loop so that we had to save people in order to break from it um because that's pretty much the only way you can break free from a loop as far as i'm aware is the the spatial rules the the cosmological constants in that set of space has to be changed for for it to stop and with that you need the spark. so this is why in grandpa's day he was able to free himself because he was nice because we set the spatial rules to do that.
1: (laughs) Interesting. And I guess, you know, obviously the casual viewer is not going to pick up on that. Now here's something, this is, this is maybe a sensitive topic, uh, but you, you know, you've said that you've created your, your, your wife in in some sense. However, based on your Reddit post history, you have been credibly accused of being a homosexual. Now, is this something that you'd like to address?
3: Oh, I'm I'm bisexual.
1: Oh, I'm, okay. So how did yeah, you choose then? You know, did you how did you choose to create, you know, a woman for your partner as opposed to a man for your partner?
3: Well, my my wife has I should explain has been has existed in my life since before the spark. So she is a, a constant figure for me.
1: Um Oh, I see.
3: Yeah, so so it's more just rebuilding the what i had before the loop but she when we got our powers we created copies of ourselves to live out our normal lives so the government would leave us alone basically Hmm. you know you can't accuse this person of being this person when you have camera footage of them walking their dog every day so it was in the beginning that you know we we decided to do that and this is when my wife you know became fully my wife as in she used the spark to change her body um before that though she was a a, a non-binary male
1: oh I see. that's interesting
3: yes with with the spark you can become a male female nothing if you wanted to uh that was the the whole thing that's it's it completely changed my view on on gender completely because i, I existed in times where i was a woman and got to see from that perspective and. I got to see the perspective of being completely asexual, where I wiped mm. all and even all ability to have sex from myself, so that I could see the world from a more purer view, sort of as it was. But my my wife has been a a, a constant figure in my life, and so that's you know that's why I'm with her, and it really harkens back to uh, before the loop. I'm not sure what the history entirely is inside the loop because i've ch- i've gone back and changed it and the memory for that hasn't quite returned but before the loop my mother had committed suicide um hmm. and before she had done that she kind of made a point to me to you know take care of this woman i approve of her i love her you don't be a piece of shit and take care of her be a good man for her and wow so yeah, like I in recreating her it's fulfilling that promise.
1: Now this this is a maybe an even more sensitive subject. You have mentioned Saturn before. Let's talk Saturn. What do you know about Saturn? Well, in our brief
3: adventures to Like, we we went to the other planets and whatnot. We wanted to study, and we did find out that Europa does have life under the ocean. It just looks very strange and probably would not be immediately identifiable as life, considering some of it is actually uh, silicon-based due to the the extreme temperatures of the ice. Um, But speaking on on Saturn specifically, we did go to the the hexagonal pole in the south, and we did Uh find an artificial structure there.
1: God damn!
3: yeah and it's what's generating the the hexagonal cloud it's not a natural occurrence we didn't board it because we couldn't which is very odd so whomever is controlling that is able to use the spark and able to deny even us access
1: that is very. that's very freaky
3: yeah it's it's it's
1: i mean i think we we
3: one of my friends went back and created the whole SCP lore verse as a way to explain some of the uh, some of the supernatural things we encountered with the spark itself um and I think that is one that he put in except it's the it's the robot that's sitting in the the eye of Jupiter the the big red uh, eye of Jupiter
1: I'm not I'm not familiar with that uh particular um SCP story but it is a uh... You know, I do find the whole the whole thing to be very freaky. Now, I'm going to hit you with a question here that, you know, maybe you've heard it before. Maybe you haven't. So is it possible that the time loop is metaphorical in nature and that it's really more of a metaphor for, you know, feeling like your life is going nowhere and you're stuck in a repetitive routine you know, you work at Planet Fitness, people joke around, they say, oh, Planet Fatness, they laugh at you. And that's sort of what Groundhog Day is about. You know, it's about being stuck in a routine. Do you feel as though you could just be in a metaphor? It's a possi-
3: It's a possibility. I mean, the spark gave one the ability to entrap, logically entrap someone in their own head. So that that is possible that this is all just a living metaphor, as it were, because you could also bring metaphors to life. I mean, you literally could project words and have them affect reality around them, like runes. So it it is possible, but my experiences and my memories are now becoming a little too clear and it's too certified to, for me to think otherwise. Like, there might be a possibility, it could be something else, but having existed and experimented as, mu- as long as i have i'm not sure if that's really the case but like maybe it is yeah it maybe it is but it's the the scientists maybe were it's
1: plausible but i don't think so well i had to you know that's sort of uh that's just something i've been thinking about now the 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 alias you are currently using you mentioned you know john teeter and now bodacious john you know i thought about that a while And when I think bodacious, you know, I think of, you know, a very curvy woman, a very sensual woman, you know, she's thick and, you know, it's turning me on. Is that something that turns you on? Like, were you trying to turn me on specifically by creating this, this alias of bodacious, John?
3: No, it was, it's just a rule of the internet. If you're going to create a username, it needs to be Uh, something interesting right you know like uh someone on twitter the other day called a couple of bees followed me so that's that's sort of the idea is that it's just a name to fit in like you of course john titer being what it is but the bodacious thing it was it's an inside joke with the colleagues that i had at the time when i was living as titer um uh, but essentially they called me bodacious because I I was the only fit one there and I had, you know, a nice booty.
1: Oh, you mean in real life? Yeah. In real
3: life. As in during that time period, I was, I was the only fit one there and I, they were, they would make jokes about my bodacious figures. So it, it's an inside joke.
1: Wow. Now, is this something, are there, you know, are, is there evidence of this pictures, videos? no unfortunately
3: not i i i tried to actively avoid because back then you know even someone saying your booty was bodacious was potentially politically destructive so it was that's the kind of stuff that you try to avoid like oh we can joke about that in the locker room but not outside of it because that could ruin careers
1: wow well I mean, I think now would be sort of the time to come out with it. Now that we have a very different political climate.
3: Yeah. No. See, now this is the perfect time. You're not. You're, you could say someone's ass is lovely and not get you know completely politically ostracized for it.
1: I think now is the time. In a huge way, now is the time.
3: Yes, it, it really is. Um, but with with uh, with all those. <laughs> Goodness, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little distracted thinking of the past. I'm distracted um, right now. <laughs> um, if I ever can find recordings of those time periods, I believe one of my friends at the time had a, an old VHS recorder where he was just acting like a teenager and and grabbing random snaps of, of us uh, on it. But I'd have to try and find that again if it's still an extant. Uh, and it would still be on VHS, my goodness.
1: I do think you should take a look around for that. Now, you have received a lot of hate for this. When I see the threads and I see the comments you get, you know, I see a lot of angry people. You have been called a LARPer. You've been called a low-effort troll. This has been called a, you know, a failed attempt to start sort of ARG. You have been accused of being a homosexual, um does this ever get to you is this something that bothers you at all
3: not really the only reason i respond to a troll is because it it keeps the post active if only if anything i mean after as people have already stated why why would someone who has endured as long as i have be bothered by random comments by a troll and the thing is i'm not it's not a problem for me uh they're just platforms that i can use essentially
1: Mm. Well, I will I will say this. I think if if everyone had your sort of level head, you know, maybe that's something you got from shinobi training, I don't know, but if everybody had your level head and, you know, calm response to trolls and haters, I think the internet would be a better place.
3: <laughs> Thank you. I I think it would as well, but it also wouldn't be the internet without that sort of wild west go fuck yourself vibe.
1: <laughs> that is also true. Um now where can people You know, I'm sure people are going to want to hear more about this. Where can people get sort of the latest updates uh, from you and about the time loop?
3: Well, I am going to do one final uh, post to 4chan, uh, hopefully tonight if I have the time. But after that, I am working on getting published. I I wrote down the memories I have before the loop and I posted excerpts of them, the first draft excerpts of them on 4chan, but they've since uh, it's since been evolved into something else. So I will be trying to publish that, uh, as well as another book describing one of my experiences in an alternate reality where America, you know, fell to a communist property. Uh, uh, excuse me, a communist rebellion in 1948. And they can uh, get further information from there. And I will be in the future posting videos to TikTok and YouTube.
1: Well, that sounds great. I'll, I'll put the link to um, uh, your YouTube video in the description of this. Um, thanks for coming on. You're the first guest uh, that we've had. So thanks for coming on. Of course. Uh, sorry sorry about your wife and everything, but I hope, I hope that works itself out.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, we everything is set up so it should be worked out by the time you know august comes around so you know even if she's just a echo of of who i used to love it's she's still someone i need to protect with every fiber of my being so thankfully though the future is looking a little better at least until the loop restarts
1: <laughs> i i love to hear that thanks for coming on and to all the listeners you know thanks for listening We'll be back uh next week. That was our interview with Bodacious John. I am rejoined now by my co-host who could not make it uh for the interview due to business reasons, political reasons. You know how it goes. Do we have code names? We do not have code names, no
0: code names, just blank and blank
1: just exactly just, we're just here just to just to get your thoughts on this this guy and this important uh time travel tale what what is your overall impression of this
0: uh so so there are there are four three or four possibilities here number 1 he is lar- he's larping he's lying mm-hmm. he's he could just be you know a compulsive liar or he's doing it for fun so I guess that's one or two explanations. Number three, uh, he's a, he's he's a schizophrenic, uh, and so we should feel bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Number four, it's real and we don't believe him, so we should feel <laughs> bad about that also. So I, I guess all of these explanations in some way it's it's just negative for us. We're either being used or we're we're bullying. So
1: or okay, here here's the reality okay I'm going to tell you which of the which of those options is the real reality of facts. This is a man lying on the internet for his amusement for our amusement, and there's nothing wrong with lying on the internet if you're doing it for the good of the people and for fun that's for what content I think. for content exactly. nothing wrong with that. That's where I come down on this important issue
0: i i mean there there was just a lot of there were a lot of highlights i mean like the, the the bisexual white supremacist that traveled back in time to become a nazi <laughs> scientist to create the brown plague There's studying so studying on. under the last shinobi and f- trying to find the esoteric shinobi texts uh wh- he's, what he's else was like a was combina-
1: there? he's like a combination of john teeter naruto he
0: is john Tidor. he is naruto he is the creator of the universe he created primer he created his wife created steins gate and was also used to be a man but then changed into a woman using uh special powers and his wife is also just some sort of hollow
1: husk automaton that he created it's not here's what i think if i if i was like his editor or, or, or his like assistant. This is what I would say. I would say you need to scale things down. You know, yeah. John Teeter, who you know, whoever was doing the John Teeter stuff back in the day, he stuck to one thing. He said, "I'm a time traveler. I'm here for this computer. Uh, you know, and I'm posting online to get info or whatever." But this guy, he's all over the place. He's a ninja. He's a time traveler. He's God. <laughs> uh, he has he has like a primer type. Save my wife situation going on he's out of control he needs to scale it down zoom in focus on one larp that would be my big advice to him
0: i i agree it's uh it's it's overwhelming because it, it 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 just kept building until like a point where i was like what what's happening when you need, when you first told me about this guy you were like oh it's a guy trapped in a groundhog day scenario i'm like okay i buy it but then you're like oh it's actually like a two or three year groundhog day scenario i'm like okay but then i listened to the interview and he's a guy who him and his friends were given special powers by interdimensional beings and they can now create timelines and entire universes and turn into anybody he can create life and do anything and go anywhere and he works at planet fitness and he works for the government and he was sent over <laughs> overseas to japan
1: he's kind of like steven seagal is, are they related?
0: <laughs> I, no, he he probably just was Steven Seagal in another timeline. That's what
1: he would say. I think we might have just interviewed the real Steven Seagal.
0: I I don't think we're gonna get a, like a better guest than this, unless it's like a a celebrity.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I don't see another guest topping this. But I, I'm emailing a, a, some interesting people right now.
0: I don't think they're gonna be nearly as interesting as a guy who claims to be everything. <laughs>
1: I've got. I, we have some potential guests coming up that I I believe could be good, um, but I don't I don't know if they'll top. This. Can we get Satan?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can we get actual? Yeah, the Satan. friend of
0: this guy whose name is Satan.
1: I want to talk to the 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 bisexual neo Nazi who went back in time to to become Hitler's like assistant.
0: Well, you can't because he's deleted.
1: <laughs> he's hmm. Well, I think you know, let us know what you thought about this interview. You can message us on Twitter, you can email us. Uh we've gotten some emails. That we're going to we're going to have a, a listener email segment coming up here probably next week. Let us know uh what's going on. If there's anything you want us to discuss. If you'd like to be on the show, if you'd like to be a guest, if you are a time traveler.
0: If if you think you can top this guy. <laughs> if you think you can top this guy in terms of just uh, sheer outrageousness. Then go ahead, mm-hmm. message us.
1: Absolutely. I see you next week.